Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, and she's <laughs> gonna pop eight, and you're gonna pop her out, man. So we're going. <laughs> we moved into the balls deep portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't find, but it's like, like Mex- Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> another awesome episode of leaving a legacy you've caught us on a two for one monday uh not only am i joined by my esteemed co-hosts say hello adrian and pat hello adrian and pat hello Uh, i'm also joined by two special guests uh we have aaron gadzooks gazinga and kate don't daze me bro donnelly what's going on i know it's it's not your name Gazinga, by the way. Yeah, no, it's it's Gazinga. (laughs) (laughs) Gazinga. Actually, at the store, the guy that runs it has my name in it as Gazingo. Ooh, like three exclamation points at the end. (laughs) So, So, what is going on, guys? How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Just waiting for all four of us to go. Ah, good. Yeah, (laughs) in unison. So I like I like how Jerry probably he's like another excellent episode. I'm like we haven't even begun yet. (laughs) Set the bar high. Yo, hype train, hype train, get on, choo choo, hype train. That's right. (laughs) Woo woo, motherfucker. Let's go. (laughs) If I had a dollar for every time I went hashtag hype train on my Twitter. Let's not do this. <laughs> uh, well, for our listeners who don't know, uh, we have an MTG power couple. Uh, congratulations, you guys, on your recent engagement, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, but... Uh, Life is already great. We... <laughs> Me and Aaron. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Adrian and Aaron, you, you guys eloped a while ago. We all knew that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't talk about because... It... Vegas, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, Vegas. Hey, if man. Mitt Romney can have more than one wife in mass, so can we. <laughs> my, my thought Don't was put that on there. <laughs> my, my thought was always like, do you really need more than one woman telling you you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, uh, Kate. More things not to put on the podcast. <laughs> that should bring us to our next point. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of felt it was the perfect storm. Because uh, a lot of our listeners were making a lot of buzz about the blue-white death and taxes list that uh, Aaron uh, brewed up, so a lot of people have been asking about that. So we decided to, uh, you know, get the best tips for all you guys straight from the deck creator himself. And coincidentally, Kate, you are also making uh, a little bit of buzz uh, with your uh, recent article for Hipsters of the Coast. Yeah, it's been a crazy few days. I couldn't believe uh, how much that blew up. It's it's been nutty, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Has, have you gotten a lot of positive feedback on that article? Because I thought it was great. It's been shockingly mostly positive, even from Reddit. I've been really impressed. Um, of course, there's always negative feedback. Um, the armpit but, of the internet. <laughs> right. But honestly, um, even Reddit was mostly positive. I think um, just talking about my experiences without trying to generalize for the whole community not that there's anything wrong with the people who've been writing articles like that um made it a lot more easy for people who might normally party against the 
pro-women articles to relate to and understand. It's a lot harder to get angry when someone's not pointing fingers at anyone specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there's been a, quite a few articles. So you had uh, Meg from, um, Megan from uh, MTA Cast who did one, and then there was the, uh, <laughs> the much, uh, uh, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but, uh, what was that kid's name who fucking wrote a like a rebuttal uh, to Jim it? Jim Davis. Oh uh -huh. my god, that was so that was so bad. That was yeah. just like yeah, that was a huge just. Uh, and there's uh, been a few other articles too. Just Streba, who writes for both SEG and Hipsters of the Coast, has written some yep. great pieces. And um, yeah, I feel like they normally don't have such positive feedback. I've been shocked and overwhelmed by how many messages I've been getting, not only of support but asking me for advice and feedback from store owners and judges alike and players. So I think one of the cool things is that you really put a lot of, like, your own experiences into that, right, where everything else was sort of, like, a more of a generalized opinion on the subject. I mean, even though, obviously, the women writing the articles are, you know, well-versed and they know what's going on because they're they're in that experience, but, you know, you kind of put a lot more of your personal experiences behind that. I mean, what what kind of drove you to, to do that besides, you know, sort of step step away and do something different than what other people were doing? Well, I had read all the articles that came out, and I feel like for Women in Magic, it's been a slightly frustrating year. I mean, we've already mentioned the Jim Davis article, which, um, you know, I, I'm friends with some of his friends. Um, his girlfriend is an absolute sweetheart. I know her very well, so I don't want to uh, point fingers at anyone. But that I personally found that article fairly upsetting, to say the least. Um, and I really wanted to be able to kind of reach out there and say what I had to say. I had... A few of those things I talked about have happened to me over the last few weeks. It's been really, really rough for me lately as a female player. Um, I've had some players and some store owners do some things that just really bugged me, and I was getting really sick of it and wanted to say something. And I had this great outlet, and I looked at what everyone else had written, and they talked about the problem very generally, but I feel like the problem was uh, when I was reading comments on the articles, a lot of people didn't understand what actually happens to a lot of female players regularly so i just wanted to say you know this is real this is what happened to me end of story i didn't want to go and dive into the why or the how to fix it i just wanted to talk about what had happened to me because it's so much harder for someone to argue with you and look down at you when you're not talking in generalizations when you're talking in very specific instances yeah totally Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the quotes uh, in your article, I was actually shocked at just that, um, you know, pretty much that first uh, main point you make, uh, some of the quotes. Uh, so, you know, I was shocked when I read the, you know, I'd like to see those lips on my dick. Has someone actually really said that? Like, I cannot believe that being. Yeah. I mean, that's the general response. And a few people told me that, I mean, a few people commented that they actually didn't believe what I was writing because I put that comment in there, which is why I included it. I've had a couple comments as severe as that um made to me like i like i said i tried to pick a group of quotes that was representative overall of things that have been said to me obviously it's a small slice of the pie but yeah that was actually said to me um at the store we play at when i very when i first finally started playing at the store uh right after aaron and i started dating actually so um he wasn't there i was there by myself uh people told me i was kind of overreacting when i said i don't go to stores or tournaments without someone with me but this is why I, I knew other people in the room but no one was there specifically with me and, and that's when that specific comment had been said to me that's one of those comments where if i had heard that i would have just been blown away because that's like 
Jesus Christ, man, you are the walking stereotype of a sexist. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, he was smart enough so to whisper I, it into my ear, and because I was new, I was, I didn't understand really uh, the rules regarding, you know, uh, bullying, and that that was actually a major violation. And because I was new, I was very nervous and scared, and I wish I had stood up for myself, but. It's one of those things that just threw threw me off my feet. I was a new player, and I was oh, yeah. not expecting that at all. <laughs> that, that would so run me. That would be ridiculous to hear. So, so then I guess I should probably apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this was just getting too serious. I had to break up with something. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the, some of the other comments, you know, you're too pretty to play Magic. I tell that to Aaron before every match. <laughs> he's, he's never Accurate. really complained. <laughs> completely accurate <laughs> that's the one i probably hear the most along with the comments about learning magic for to play for my boyfriend those are the two i really feel like i hear the most the you're too pretty to play magic annoys the crap out of me because what the heck does that supposed to mean right. oh because yeah, i know how to sense. use real well it means that i can't pick up cards i can't read i'm wearing too much lipstick like i don't know what that means it, it means you're in a game store with a bunch of guys who are awkward around women yeah oh the thing oh. that killed the thing that kills me <laughs> i don't i don't think yes, I, I disagree i don't think it's a i don't think it's people being awkward if someone says I like to see those lips on my dick. I don't think that's being awkward. Well, no, I, being I, I feel there's two types. There's like the sexist dicks, and then the guys who think they're trying to help and they're just so bad at it that they're making it worse. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, sure. like, oh, I'm trying to be welcoming of you into the community by engaging you in conversation, but I'm not even meaning to say disrespectful things, even though I, even though I'm saying them. So I agree that there are two major groups, the blatant sexist idiots, and then the ones who mean well but tend to stick their <laughs> stick their foot in their mouth a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing is the 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 ones who stick their foot in their mouth a lot, I don't that's not as insulting to me because they'd make it very obvious that they mean well. Now, obviously, when they're wrong, I can just be like, hey, actually, please do B. But the other ones, yeah. those are the ones that, that kill me, that make it really hard. Not that the first category makes it easy. I mean, some of those guys, <laughs> they're so... I mean, some of them are the ones that are... are they're clueless, and they're hitting on me, and they're white knighting, and I hate using that term, but they're like... They're like, oh, I'm better than everybody else. I'm, I'm gonna have your back, and I'm gonna hit on you at the same time. And that gets really old too, because it's really hard to approach them. Because at least when someone's being overt, I can be like, you need to stop. Yeah. Whereas if someone's trying to be subtle about it, it's like if I say you need to stop, they're just gonna start denying, denying, and then I'm the crazy woman. <laughs> it's really tough, and it gets really exhausting. Kate, it's like I just want to play a game, guys. <laughs> Kate, I'm gonna give you a phrase to use in those situations, and I feel it's gonna do wonders for you whenever one of those awkward people just stick their foot in their mouth <laughs> just, just say jerry's my lover <laughs> <laughs> nope just say uh in a nice southern accent bless your heart sugar why don't you just turn into a southern woman every time someone insults just you bless your heart for, for the <laughs> listeners who don't know that is like the southern equivalent of you fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> In the sweetest way possible. It's like, God bless the self for giving us that phrase. <laughs> uh, and for giving us Tusk Talk. Yes, and Tusk Talk. And South Florida Magic. 
<laughs> I know Florida doesn't like to admit that it's part of the South, but come on, guys, got to face facts. <laughs> oh, the Florida man, the Florida man Twitter is like one of the greatest things in the world. <laughs> Florida man, I don't know if yeah. I know that one. Oh my god, it's like it's just all these like absolutely true headlines that start with Florida man, like oh, Florida man it's... like sexually assaults gator and loses his penis, and like it's just there's so it's just it's just fucking I just just look just watch it. It's probably, I it's actually amazing. do know it, but because there's a subreddit that has the exact same thing oh it's just it's just comedy gold it's amazing oh, yeah i follow the subreddit just because i need a good <laughs> excellent um so aaron uh we've had a lot of buzz about your uh your blue white deck so we thought uh you know we'd like to do we do a segment on the cast by the way if you if you're not aware called what the hell should i play where okay. we pick a different deck every episode and just kind of talk it out so we thought uh, it'd be fun to do use your uh, deck and uh, break it down for the listeners. How you feel? So do you want to go down like the the basic oh, um, like the shell of the deck? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> All right. So I'm sure many people are familiar with Death and Taxes. Um, it's slightly an aggro deck, slightly a, a prison deck. So it has a lot of control elements to it. Um, a lot of it's based around like Thalia and Risha and Ports and Wastelands to restrict your opponent's mana. And naturally, it preys upon blue decks as a result, because blue decks rely on casting a lot of low-mana cantrips, like Brainstorm and Ponder. Um, they rely on their spells being efficient, so they can run off very few lands. And, well, in case you're not aware, that's exactly what Death and Taxes tries preying upon. If you're going to run off one or two lands, they're going to wasteland one land, they're going to port the other land. Um, this deck is a little different. I actually brewed it around the time that Omnitel was a huge thing because of Dig Through Time. Uh, so the basic idea behind this deck is <clears throat> I didn't really think Wasteland was a great investment in this in the meta that was Omnitel because now you've got a bunch of decks like Miracles and Omnitel and things of that nature that, well, they don't really run non-basic land. So Wasteland's not as much of a live card as it generally would have been in like more of a... like rug delver bug delver type of meta um so rather than go with wastelands i went with additional blue sources i run four seachrome coast um it's a quick land it's one of the fast lands that when it hits the board um it does a really good job as far as um coming into play untapped providing that blue mana and it doesn't require being it can't be fetched it doesn't require being fetched in order to be active which is naturally a very good thing when you know you start to make the mana base a little greedier. You're a little more prone to getting hit with a price of progress. Um, still runs the three Crocus. I run two Cavern of Souls instead of just one in this list. The reason for that is because now Wizard is a huge overlap as well as Human. So Human now hits like your Mother of Runes, your Thalia, and Meddling Mage, which I run. And that's been huge. It also, if you want to name wizard you get meddling mage you get click so it's a really good mana fixer um <clears throat> and so i decided to jam meddling mages in the main board of death and taxes in place of the frexing revokers because i found with miracles becoming such a large deck and with miracles becoming such a fine deck in the format um clicks were great there because you know you can build up a board and the moment they try to terminus you you just flash in a click with your cavern naming human or your vial on three and Terminus is no longer really an issue as a result. Because even if they have a second one set up on top, if they draw that off the first, they're not casting it for its Miracle Cost, which means they're not casting it. Um, Meddling Mage was great in the Omnitel matchup because, I mean, you just slap a Meddling Mage naming Show and Tell, and that's 
pretty much how they win. You slap it down a second meddling mage naming um, Cunning Wish, and now the only answer they really have is in their sideboard that they can't Cunning Wish for anymore. So if you slap down two meddling mages, first one naming Show and Tell to stop their Show and Tell for Omniscience, and the second one naming Cunning Wish to stop them from getting their only answer in their sideboard um, to a meddling mage, they literally can't win the matchup in the main board. I actually did have one matchup with Omnitel where game one, my hand was two meddling mages, a cavern souls, and a plains. <clears throat> so I started with one mage naming Show and Tell, one mage naming Cunning Wish, and then followed up with a Mangara with a Krakus. And he just immediately scooped. He literally had zero outs to that, and it was completely backbreaking for him. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so that's kind of like where I came up with it. Because although Death and Taxes has a decent combo matchup against Omni Show, I found that. It was actually pretty rough because they can just win out of nowhere, and dig through time is a big issue for that. You could run Spear of the Labyrinth to shut down like the brainstorms and ponders, but I mean, even so, dig through time just gave them way too much ability to dig for exactly the winning cards they need, and eventually pull ahead and win and just crush you. So I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. Um, I mean, I, after hearing you break it down like that, I, I can definitely see why you went those ways. Um, but I just looking at the deck on the outside, I, I never really put those pieces together. Um, so now that your basically your main food in the meta has dried up with Dig Through Time being banned, um, where do you see the deck going forward? So I'm um, currently the list is running two True Name Nemesis in the main board. Mm-hmm. I've been considering running more, but it's just it's not really a disruptive element. It's more it's better against like. I found True Name to be great against Rug Delver. They have zero answers to it. It trades. It kills a. It kills a goose. It blocks a goy forever. Yeah. Um, and Delver of Secrets can be answered by one of the many flyers in the deck, like Clicker Wisp, um, Vendillion Click, mm-hmm. etc. Right. So I actually found that Rug Delver is actually a really good matchup for this deck, even more so than the original deck in the Texas list was just because like if you violate a single true name they literally have zero answers to that card because they run self elemental which will answer your thalios all day but I mean true names on a white card so you have to yeah. keep that practice down but not the blue guys <laughs> yeah exactly I mean I've played against it with a variety of decks at this point and I can definitely be very brutal like especially violating in a true name nemesis and then yeah. thank you Murpho yeah <laughs> <laughs> I also For like those to... of you listening who don't know Aaron, he really likes to make his opponents cry. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we, we mention Aaron from now now and then on the on the cast. People know. <laughs> yeah. I'll be on the watch out for the slide, buddies. Yep. <laughs> Come back. Uh, nice. So, uh, one question some listeners posed uh, to me uh, was, "How do you feel the mirror match will as close to the mirror match can be against uh, you know uh, like more basic uh, death and taxes?" So. I actually haven't had a Death and Taxes mirror since I sleeved up this version. Mm-hmm. But the mono-white version, I found myself very well favored because I was relatively familiar with the matchup. I know the deck extremely well. I'm very, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a sentimental deck to me because I love the prison aspect and I love the aggro aspect that the deck can bring to the table. Um, I don't think I've ever lost the mirror. But with the blue-white Death and Taxes, it's kind of actually honestly concerning um, again, like I mentioned earlier, you do suffer the consequences that your mana base is slightly weaker to Wasteland. Right. Um, you're also slightly weaker, weaker to Price of Progress. Um, Burn's not a matchup that I really want to see with the deck, and it's a matchup I only had once with the deck. It went relatively fair, 
but it definitely was not my ideal type of scenario because the mana base is now significantly weaker to cards like Wasteland and things like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so for our listeners who are itching for the list, uh, do we want to run through it? Uh, we have two Cavern of Souls. Uh, I'm never. I can never pronounce this card. One Ig- Ignacio Castle. Iganjo Castle. Iganjo Castle. Come on, Jerry, get it together. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Where was my basic Japanese pronunciation knowledge? Um, that's the land from uh, what was it, Kamigawa? That you can. From Champions of Kamigawa. Yeah, Champions of Kamigawa. You can tap it for white. Or you can pay one white and tap it to prevent the next two damage from a legendary creature. Or to a legendary creature, I should say. Correct. So tell me actually real quick about that. How often does that come up? So I don't see it that often as it's only a one-of in the deck. But there are a lot of scenarios where I'm sitting on a board where my opponent might have like a Delver of Secrets in play. And I have a Geist in play. And I want to attack, but I can't attack into a Delver that's untapped. Because, well, if it blocks and trades my Geist, I could be in trouble. Um, so the Ganjo Castle allows me to do just that because it prevents two damage and that means my Geist doesn't die against it. It also means in the, like, the Elves matchup, if I draw it, I can attack into a Nettle Sentinel. Um, Elves matchup is horrible, by the way, mm-hmm. just like with all other Death and Taxes lists. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it means that Athalia can trade a little more effectively with a Goyf. Right. Um, and mostly just the fact that she just won't die to a goyf at the very least. Yep. Um, like, she has first strike, a plus counter with Jit, and then, like, nerf in the next two damage can be enough to not die to a goyf. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also means I can attack into a true name with a geist, and my angel will still get through. Mm-hmm. Because the true name naturally only deals three damage, geist having two toughness plus the two prevented damage um, means it survives that type right. of exchange. Yeah, exactly. And so... I mean, it, it hasn't been extremely relevant just for the sheer fact that I am only running once. So I don't see it quite often. But in the sh- few times I have seen it, like it prevented, there was one time it prevented a pyroclasm from taking out Athalia against Om- Omni Show. There was a time against, um, I think, Sneak and Show that pyroclasm prevented my uh, Geist from dying. Hmm. So, I mean, there's been a few situations and corner case scenarios where it's been extremely relevant, but there's been a lot of times where I just don't see it or. It's just not relevant for the matchup. Like, seeing it against Elves doesn't really do anything, whereas yeah. seeing it against, like, Sneak and Show, where they're going to throw down a Pyroclasm, might be a little more relevant. Right. Um, so it's worth being a little bit more susceptible to Wasteland. Yeah, I would say it's worth it, honestly. Okay, nice. Um, then for the Blue Splash, we got four Flooded Strand, one Island. Um, then going three Caracas, that's pretty standard death and taxes. Uh, two Plains... Uh, four Seachrome Coast, two Tundra, and four Wasteland. Um, so basically you've given up the Rashad and Port package in order to splash blue. Absolutely. So I found with, with Rashad and Port, you're more trying to restrict the mana and be more on the Thalia plan. Mm-hmm. With the Meddling Mages, you don't need to restrict the mana as much because you can drop a Meddling Mage and name the card. You just don't want them to cast. Right. So even though you're not restricting their mana as much, you do still have the Wastelands, the Thalias, things of that nature. But as opposed to just restricting the mana, it's more so, what card don't I want you to cast in this matchup? Against Elves, it could be Natural Order. Against Seek and Show or Omni Show, it's Show and Tell. And, you know, things of that nature. So I found that it wasn't as necessary to have the full mana denial plan. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason, other than budget, uh, for running 
four Seachrome Coast, two Tundra, instead of the other way around? So actually, yes, I only own two Tundra. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason actually is because having four Seachrome Coast very rarely comes up as being relevant as opposed to the Tundras. And it's actually kind of nice to use your fetch lands to only have to fetch out island or uh, planes to protect yourself from wasteland a little better. So that right. way when you top deck a Seachrome Coast and you are light on land, it still comes in play on tap, still provides either white or blue, and you are less susceptible to wasteland earlier in the game if you use your fetch lands for basics. Right. So even though I don't own the Tundras, even if I did, I probably wouldn't run more than two. Gotcha. Nice. It's almost like uh, forcing yourself to play better by not giving you bad options. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Uh, four Flicker Wisp for the Creature Suite. That's pretty normal. Uh, then here's the Spice coming in. Two Geist to St. Draft. Three Meddling Mage Main, which I like. Uh, because that all of a sudden turns Meddling Mage from a, react, from a reactive card into a, you know, skill-intensive, uh, you know, lay-a-threat card. Um, then four Stoneforge Mystic, four Thalia, uh, both pretty standard for death and taxes, regular. Then two True Name and three Vendillion Click, which I really like the three Vendillion Click, three Caracas combo. Oh, it's been delightful. You... Um, I will note that there are also four Mother of Ruins that Jerry missed in that list. Oh, yes, sorry, I skipped over the Mother of Ruins. Uh, it's because I refuse to acknowledge oh, that that did. card exists. Mother of Ruins. So, yeah, so far, Click has been a complete and utter overachiever in this list. Yeah. Um, I originally started with two Clicks. I owned a third, only stuck with two at first because I was thinking, eh, double blue. But I ended up going with True Names. I found that this deck is a little more reliant on Vile because blue can't be a scarce resource as a result of Wasteland and Stifle, which a lot of people say is on the downswing. But in our local meta, I mean, everyone's playing Wasteland and Stifle mostly, except for Jerry, who gets turn one show and tell I'm a cool author <laughs> yeah, on the we, play. We game told two. that story. <laughs> <laughs> that was miserable. But, we tried for hours, Jerry. <laughs> I was so mad. I called Jerry a luck sack. Next so two mad. bottles of whiskey that night, Jerry. Two bottles. <laughs> two bottles. He came home from work. He's smothered on the floor. Terrible. That's right. Because you you went like you went like turn one island and then vile against me. And I assumed you were on Merfolk, and <laughs> clearly was not. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. About that. Sorry. Bro. <laughs> I was joking about Merfolk previously when we first got paired because I just I don't really particularly like the deck. It's always been a deck that I've been paired very well against using death and taxes mm-hmm. and um so i just joked about merfolk and then went yeah. island vile on the play <laughs> like, oh, okay. for it. <laughs> yeah, but he was a little confused at first like and i was like wait this guy's trashing merfolk but he's even playing <laughs> i'm you know what though i'm always very confused because i don't know shit about legacy anyway don't tell anybody <laughs> i won't don't worry you see safe with me. <laughs> but yeah so i mean Vendelian Click's really been pulling its weight. It's been by far the all-star of this list. If even if I drop the true names tomorrow, I'd probably, I'd absolutely keep Click. Um, even if I drop true names and Meddling Mage, if I could keep Click, I would because it's been absolutely delightful. Against Miracles, the matchup can be semi 50-50. Really depends on the pilots and semi some of the draw steps that come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally, Death and Taxes is a little probably. I would say it's slightly favored just to share fact that. We do tax spells, we do tax mana, but Miracles, because they can just fetch out all their basics, and they do run enough lands and top where they can kind of pull ahead a little bit, um, it can it can go very poorly for Death and Taxes very quickly if you overcommit to the board. 
but with things like meddling mage named terminus um to get an active mom out and play so they can't like sword something and then things like click where miracle spells no longer matter because the moment they draw one and trigger it you just click it out of their hand um it really has made the miracles match up extremely favorable and that's one thing that it, I think speaks a lot to it is the fact that you can lose to miracles so easy just from one top deck terminus, but now with click you that just is not the case. Yeah, nice. And then rounding out the spell suite, always a little light in the death and taxes list. Basically, just uh, artifacts, vials, and only real reactive spell is source to plowshares. But we got batter skull, sword of fire and ice, uh, Umazawa's jet. Uh, then the four Aether Vial, and then four Swords to Plowshares. Um, yep, so pretty standard Death and Taxes non-creature package. The four Vials, the four Swords, um, the Sword of Fire and Ice, the one Chit, and the one Battle Skull. Um, one thing I did test recently was instead of running... I forget which creatures I dropped from the main. I think it was the Flicker Wisps. Um, but I ran three Standstill I tested recently. And it was pretty miserable if you can't find a violent resolve it. But when you found vial and you resolved a standstill, the, the, the game was just over for your opponent. Because everything you have that disrupts, if you have an active vial, just you take over the game so quick. And they can't do anything unless they want to give you the card advantage that they can't beat you through. Yeah. I'm surprised more people don't play standstill after playing with Treasure Cruise and realizing just how good these cards are. <laughs> I mean, three cards can be extremely relevant in every, any matchup. How many matchups have you had where you, you do the mistake that you always know you should never do, and you flip the top card, and it's the one card you needed? Yeah. Let's not talk about that. I'm the mud post player, so that card draw is not real. <laughs> yeah, Kate, what are, you, what are you on recently? What's your uh, deck of choice? I actually just built a new deck. I'm very excited because I haven't really gotten to play it outside of Modern because I built it for Modern and Legacy. We built Infect. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm getting into blue finally, which I think is going to be my article this week about my caving into the world of blue after so many years of uh, <laughs> saying it's so that I good. hated it. It's so good, Kate. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we caved. I, I was looking for a deck. I've been playing Mud Post for so long, and um, if anyone reads my uh, articles weekly, I've talked about how I was not happy with Mud Post. I love it. It'll always be my baby, especially with the new colorless spells that have come out but it's just not a top tier deck as much as i want it to be and i was sick of losing to my own deck uh pretty regularly <laughs> so i wanted to try something new and i tried a bunch of decks wasn't happy with anything until i picked up infect and i've only really gotten a chance to jam it in modern so far and i'm 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 in love <laughs> it's <laughs> i put down john for three weeks so i think that says something <laughs> very nice yeah, I just recently picked up my Noble Hierarch, so I hope to put that together. I'm actually going down to a bunch of duels down in uh, Pennsylvania uh, this coming weekend with uh, Nick Wilbur and uh, Stephen uh, Dothright. And... Oh, Steve is going. He wasn't yeah. sure last time we chatted. Yep, yeah, he's actually driving down. I'm hitching a ride with him, and uh, he's playing Infect. Don't he's worry, not letting Steve, you drive this, this time? <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm fine with not driving. Uh, but yeah, he's borrowing the Noble Hierarchs for because he's playing Infect in the bunch of duels. So good. I'm yeah. I'm really, really happy with the deck. I mean, it's just, I like it because it's aggro, and it's so good. And the only thing that makes me mad is we put it together, and then Dig Through Time got banned like four days later. So I never actually got to play it with Dig, which kind oh, of broke. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Well, it, it still has that other Delve spell that's really good. The Delve. Become Immense. Yeah, Become Immense. That card's yeah. sweet. 
I mean, the deck definitely does not need Dig Through Time by any stretch of the imagination. I just wanted to play it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was even better with Treasure Cruise. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about it. That's a card I never got to play, and I never will. Uh, I got to. It, yeah, I did it too. <laughs> it was like it was like crack for a while. <laughs> I couldn't put down Mud Post because Chalice at one when everyone's playing Blue Red Delver is just too good. Yeah, excuse me, good. excuse me. I'm gonna sit here and watch my opponent cry until I find the cards <laughs> I need to win, which might be a while since I have no card draw. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really do like Infected. As my friend Mike put it, he's a burn player through and through. Mike Gerard. Yep, Mike Gerard. <laughs> Gerd is uh, Infect is the Bluebird deck. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Zachary, you're looking to chain a few spells to kill your opponent, so yeah. makes sense. Kill him, dead. So <laughs> kill him, dirt. Kill him, dirt. I actually had a wonderful moment when I was playing against um, Ant Storm and Modern with it, where game two, my opponent, I swing, I pump for lethal, and he goes um, packed the black one up. Uh, whatever Slaughter Slaughter yeah yeah and i have a dispel in hand and he goes packed with negation and i had another dispel in hand and just <laughs> watching him sit there with a crap i just lost look was way more enjoyable than it ever should have been <laughs> it was just hilarious when angels grace and realized that attorney still had 10 infect counters <laughs> is hive mind banned in modern why does it, it anyone... is not yeah why i have no a brew of hive mind in modern they did they did till they banned seething song uh, I still feel that still that still could be good. Let's not talk about the modern ban list. I just wrote about that. Nothing makes me more angry than the modern ban list. It's so bad. Kate, really? Kate, you're the Shut one talking to the person Shit. with the foiled out storm deck. <laughs> <laughs> talk about a, a deck hated out by the ban list. <laughs> I mean, I I just I don't understand how they can ban Bloodbraid Elf and not ban Splinter Twin. It just doesn't make any sense to me. One is a four mana spell that automatically wins you the game. And the other one is a four mana spell that gets you a free spell. I think they just need to ban Gorio's Vengeance. Yeah. See, my issue with banning Gorio's Vengeance is my same issue with banning, um, like, what's the call? What's that stupid deck called where they ramp it up prime time or a hive mind? Amulet Bloom. That one, yeah. It's just the deck is extremely inconsistent. I just um, want to see him ban Gorio's Vengeance because I want to see the price come back down. <laughs> <laughs> Completely uh, yeah, gotta selfish. Re got to rebuild that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I listened to the cast last week. Uh, good, <laughs> Finally. Uh, good job. I just want to, you know, thanks to uh, Celso, even though I disagree with 99% of everything he said. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Celso. <laughs> um, but I heard you guys talking some snack about Sneakin' Show. Yeah, well, I was, I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> He's just saying how he really feels. Uh, the the reason why, so I was going to listen to you guys anyways, but I had to bump you guys to the front of my podcast playlist because <laughs> I just started getting random tweets all day, and I, I literally thought Twitter was having a stroke, and it was directing <laughs> it was directing its, its refuse directly to me. You know, just random people just tweeting me, John Cena. And <laughs> warping. <laughs> uh, Pat decided to conduct a poll last episode where he just told listeners to uh, tweet their answers directly at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no context. Just tweet at Jerry. Don't answer him when he asks what's going on. Just tweet him. A la Chewy style. And, yeah. And I thought I was the one who was getting weird tweets last Sunday. Jeez. Uh, 
but it was good fun. Yeah, but yeah, I thought, um, I thought you guys did a good job. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was it's dude. Celso is great to talk to, man. He's he's a fucking blast. Um, so, uh, Aaron and Kate, what's uh, kind of next on the Legacy Horizon? Got any big plan uh, tournaments coming up? Uh, nothing that we're aware of for planning. Okay. I mean, I'm starting to work Sundays now, so I won't be around the local shop much anytime soon, most likely. Mm-hmm. And as you both know, I now work for said shop, so right. um, I can't play there anymore. We're traveling out to a couple other stores. We did give up Legacy tonight for you guys, so... Uh, I oh, know. That's <laughs> that's pure love right there. I, I do. I really want to get to Gaming Etc.'s Tuesday Night Legacies. We record. You guys need to fix that. Yes, Just we saying. do, because I, I could definitely go up there, too. It's yeah. really nice. There's generally a decent-sized crowd. The store is big and clean, I really and like that. I haven't had a single yeah, person be outright rude to me there. I've had a couple creepers, but just creepers. I also love it's on my way so, home from work. Is that is that where the bar is? It's like no one's no one's like you know verbally assaulted me, but you know there's there's creepers there. But that's like that's like the super low bar that that's set now. That's actually completely <laughs> accurate. There's oh, I have like three stores I regularly play at. There's the one where both the store owner and majority of the players make me feel miserable. There's the one where everyone's pretty chill, but every once in a while I get a super nasty comment. And then the ones where it's, you know, just some creepers, but no overt rude people that make me want to go either punch someone or cry. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully that, you you know, I mean, one of the things that I love is like, so I, I listened to Erin Campbell for a while and like the girl from Bracket, oh, I, I really Aaron appreciate. Campbell. Yeah, she's great. I, I I appreciate what they do, um, exposing you know, kind of like just trying to to push positive, more positivity in the community, more openness, and more more you know, kind of more of a welcome welcoming environment. Um, and I just think that what you guys are doing is is awesome, and I just keep it up. And like you know, anything that people can do to support, like you know, feel free to let us know. You know, because I, I I don't have to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? I don't ever have people making comments like that to me so it's it's good to you know it, it's good to be told like this is what's going on this is what you can do to help you know it's it's nice to have those kind of directions yeah and you know i have to say i i meant to say this earlier when i was chatting i got so many messages from people telling me like not to give up and keep playing and like worrying about me i i know i didn't talk about like the positive parts of magical in my article because that's not what it's about but i do want people to know not going anywhere i absolutely love magic yeah there's definitely some major downsides to being a female player but i still love the game and i'm the most stubborn person you'll ever meet so i'm definitely (laughs) not going anywhere especially because i know it's not going to get any better if i just give up and leave um so hopefully you know i have some friends who whose kids are starting to play their their young daughters and you know if i leave who's watching out for them i mean you know, I'm stubborn. Plus, I met I met this lump at Magic, so <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be some redeeming qualities there. To, <laughs> to Aaron? Um, no, no, Scott, no, to I'm Magic. Really big... Have you played <laughs> against me? That was not an, oh. that was not an attack on Aaron. I was gonna say. I mean, he's got a good legacy collection, but uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, are you guys signing a prenup on the Magic collection? How, how's that gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> I feel right. like our collections already merged. It's too late. <laughs> Nope. Keeping very close track of everything she owns and I own. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Aaron's playing Kanye West in the background. <laughs> hey, I hey, say she's a gold team. digger, but, you know. But she wants recruiters. <laughs> she wants the last name. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah. Man. Were you talking about the, when he told me his last name? I was like, why? Why would I even look at another man? I mean, Donnelly, Gazanigo. <laughs> I mean, one of those is obviously much easier to pronounce. Let's go. Let's let's do that. No one's ever gonna misspell Gazanigo. Donnelly, on the other hand, no one can get that one right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I tried to get him to take my your words. <laughs> yeah, sunglasses too. Well. I'm pretty pumped uh, to be going to the 200 Duel Land Bunch of Duels next weekend. Uh, anyone have any predictions about what's going to be rearing its ugly head? Uh, I think you'll see elves in, out in force. I think you'll see Infect in the top eight. I think you'll see Shardless Bug. Yeah, and that was that was my last one. Sorry. <laughs> but no, well, now, now, now no one will ever believe me. <laughs> yeah, you're, su- you're such a phony, Pat. You're a big, fat phony. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I just uh, I fake it till I make it, man. That's what it's all about, you know. So I amen to that. <laughs> I wouldn't expect. A... I would expect to see lands as well. Yeah, definitely. What I'm expecting lands. I finally saw Jace actually played this week. Uh, baby, baby Jace. Uh, I don't know. You call him Baby Jace. That's that's what everybody was calling the three job drop Jace for a long time, right? Yeah. Now that's toddler Jace. His name. Okay. <laughs> He's, He's gotten older now. <laughs> He's a three drop and Baby Jade's a two drop. It only makes sense. We're gonna sense. get a one mana Jace next year, and everyone's not gonna know what to freaking call him. I'm pre, telling you, pre- pre- Fetus Jace. Call it now. Yeah. One mana Jace next year. Oh, you heard it here first. There you go. But no, I was I was talking to a couple of guys on Twitter that like have been they've been developing ten fence for a long time. They were like talking about Jace and ten fence, and I'm like, well, I, I can't really see it. And then I watched Nick using it in Reanimator. I'm like, holy shit, that actually. Is uh, yeah, he's gross in Reanimator. I think that's definitely his legacy home. I love making fun of Nick because I feel like with Reanimator, he's either on fire and untouchable, mm-hmm. or he's having the absolute worst day ever and does not know how to play cards. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's. I, I want to talk, but. He's the uh, fourth member of my car going down, so it's Steve on Infect. Uh, I believe Nick on Reanimator, but he was on Omni Show last time I saw him, so I honestly have no idea. I played uh, Nick this past weekend. He was on Reanimator. Okay, sounds yeah, like Yeah, but he's, he's just versatile train. anyway. Yeah, he. I mean, he's the type of person that can really pick up anything he wants. Oh, nice. Um, then I'm also going down with uh, my buddy. Fairies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Blue Black Fairies in Modern. Um, oh, Legacy is playing that deck. Oh, and Legacy too. Oh, yeah, you're right. He actually, he was the guy, I was playing Omni Show, and I played Show and Tell, I put in Omniscience, he put in Hive Mind, and freaking wrecked me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick's our wild card. Uh, then Dan Holland playing uh, Aggro Lone Smallpox. Actually, not drop the aggro part, but uh, kind of like a weird lands. Yeah, Smallpox, green. Yeah. Black, it's like, uh, but he, he's also running the de- Dark Depths combo, so it's also like a pseudo lands deck. Um running uh you know in tombs he uses in tombs to find his like one ofs like there's only one life in the loam uh and then like worm harvest and then me on sneak and show so we have the full gambit in the car so hopefully at least one of us does well that car sounds both really fun and really miserable all at the same time <laughs> i mean i love all of you guys and you mean so much to me shout out <laughs> squad goals hashtag uh, but your decks are miserable <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna have to hold myself back from just not because when i play at that z our local shop where like we know everyone and it's like a very cheers atmosphere i just do ridiculous stuff with sneak and show that i can't do at a big tournament because otherwise people are gonna think i'm a fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) you're not an asshole jerry you're a luck sack (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
I just played at a big tournament. Who cares, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just love when I'm playing at, at big tournaments, and like all the guys from the shop like are gathered around watching me, and they watch me just make like a terrible, terrible error, and they're like, "Oh my God, Jerry just threw away this game." And then I go to my draw step, and I draw the one card I need to win the game, and they're like, "And of course, he still wins anyways." <laughs> terrible <laughs> luck, Jerry. Fuck you. That's why. <laughs> I got the Irish luck. <laughs> you really should play Delver, Jerry, because you would just blind flip every single time uh, like, wait, no. why did jerry show and tell an island why would he do that <laughs> wait he top deck another show and tell never mind there's only an armor hole in his hand he can't screw this up oh yeah uh you, you would think pat but it, apparently my luck has stage fright because there's actually a video floating around of me on the internet at a, a feature match at an scg where i was playing bug delver and i think i wait, went over the course of two games around 30 turns without flipping a delver having a delver in play like cedric phillips was laughing his ass off not able to believe the the luck i was having i can't believe you had hey, a it could be worse yet. you could have scooped in at nine in and yeah <laughs> Hashtag James Keenan. <laughs> Love you, James. Uh, uh, I can't believe you didn't tell me you were in a feature match, Jerry. Now i got to look that up. Oh, yeah. That'll be the audio. I'm, I'm already funny. doing it. If I'm, I'm already doing it. We're going to hyperlink right? it in the show notes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry still won that game. Um, no, that was, was the, this past that was the non-feature and, uh, match. I had a like, single game where I had a blood wound out, and I, I was just dealing infect da- dealing uh, single damage with uh, a non-flip Delver for about seven or eight straight turns because i just could not flip them it was ridiculous oh yeah it's not what you want to do like what you don't want your delver to flip you just want to beat for one i mean that's that's the fun part right that's uh, like uh, why yeah. you play death Rage shaman right to beat down someone <laughs> one point at a time you don't Obviously. want to like tap it eat their graveyard and do two you want to beat them down one at a time clearly clearly just to make a point you know <laughs> people are never going to read my column again they're gonna be like what does this bitch think she knows <laughs> <laughs> um. i'm smart i swear sometimes once in a while <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, I remember back in the day I was playing uh, Tin Fins, and I dealt 15 points of damage with a Children of Coralus. That was fun. It's fun. It's fun. I've definitely won a game with Metalworker beat down, so I'm not one to judge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sometimes you got to bite, claw, and scrape to get those those points of damage in. Beating down with a Simeon Spirit guy that you cast. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen someone cast a Simeon Spirit guide. Oh, I've done it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's a that's a two two for three, man. That's a body. <laughs> I actually did that one time in modern. I was playing Gorio's Vengeance, and I ended up just casting a Simeon Spirit Guide. And you know, I'm obviously playing a combo deck. It turned out I was playing against Infect. The guy was getting attacked by a Simeon Spirit Guide, and he just like pumped it up so that he died. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like suicided himself he's oh like, man this game's getting stupid ah uh, that's why i wish they would bring back mana burn because that was the ultimate back in the day you know whenever you wanted to deny your opponent the satisfaction of victory you just mana burned yourself to death death yeah i wasn't around during mana burn and that makes me sad sometimes oh yeah at the same time as a mud post player that probably shouldn't make me sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if mana burn was still a thing mud post would not be playable it's fine it's fine guys what are you talking about yes it would uh, that 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 My gets dangerous. Is completely playable. I'm gonna spin top, spin top, spin top. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, there's if you have the top out, you need to have that mana sink. Aaron did just brew me a new Eldrazi mud list that I'm very very excited for. Uh, is I'm... it running Nulamog? 
Of it course, it's running Kulamog. Yeah, well, I, I mean, like the new one, the new. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't sweet. even look at it if it wasn't. He'd be like, "Huh, look at this new list," and I'd be like, "Get the hell away from me." <laughs> Where's my new Lamog? New Lamog. Oh, I like that. I'm so. I'm actually surprised I haven't seen a uh, a Black Vice list out of you guys. I fig- I thought you guys would be the first ones to jump on that. Yeah, I'm good on the Black Vice list. No. I have a lot of issues with Black Vice. Yeah, it doesn't tickle your fancy. No, it doesn't really. create like, enough pain. For a deck like Burn or something, yeah, I could see it, but just but like I watched someone play it like Rug Delver. He says that, but I feel like it's a bad ex-girlfriend because I hear him whispering its name all night long. <laughs> <laughs> it's burned me in the past. <laughs> yeah, I I totally have a uh, blue white. Um, stacks list that runs standstills and black vices. Yeah. So you can like, um, so you can obviously lock your opponent with like a transfer or something, and just like crack standstills and stuff to make them draw extra cards and then kill them that way. Oh, uh, it doesn't man. run Chalice main because Chalice they can still cast spells into, but it runs the full set of transfers, some wastelands as usual, the usual stacks type of pieces minus the Chalice of Wood. The usual douchebag douche you used to from Aaron. <laughs> nice. Does yeah. it prevent you from playing spells? Yes. Does it make you want to cry? Yes. Then it's a list from Aaron. <laughs> so it can't just make, make me want to cry. It makes me want my opponents want to cry. <laughs> Aaron, I had to say, you... deck testing against him is absolutely miserable. Hey, babe, I brewed this new list. Let's play. And either the list is terrible and he gets angry and frustrated, or it's so good, I feel like he's just playing a game with himself and I get frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Aaron, have you landed that other combo part yet where you were like Ugin and Painter Servant? Oh, no. So good. You've got to actually do that. You still haven't gotten that one out yet? <laughs> no, no. Man, that sounds so fucking brutal. We talked about it, but it just ended up not going anywhere. Mm. Mud wasn't doing so well at the time. I mean, it just... There was, with Omnishow, like, it's not the worst matchup because you can get a turn one Trinisphere, which mm-hmm. really helps you out, but it's still so easy for for Omni to beat against Mud, and it wasn't super enjoyable to play for a while. Mm-hmm. It's a bit liberating, though, not having to focus so much on card draw. That's what I actually noticed with my Sneak and Show build. Once uh, Dig Through Time was banned, I almost felt like this sense of release because there's all of a sudden uh, count- cutting the two Dig Through Time and the two Gataxian probes since I didn't really need them anymore. That just freed up four slots, and so I added, you know, like Jace and Preordain and... I just feel when you're not restrained by having these cookie-cutter things you need to play in a color, uh, it gives you a lot more creativity space. Well, that's what I loved about Mud. It was so easy to alter it. I mean, we put... I, I can't tell you how many times Aaron and I have rebrewed Mud this year. I mean, when we've been putting in so many different ways to draw cards, so many, like, random creature changes. I mean, I've walked in there with so many weird Mud brews now. Um I know Nate's kind of like looked at me like, "What's wrong with you?" several times, but it's <laughs> it's it's fun. I get to try something new every week, and no one can tell me it's wrong because Mud's really I don't know not a super standard list. So, and I never ran Forge Masters, so for me it was really never a standard list. <laughs> yeah, this so Aaron just shared this new list uh, that I assume is your your guys' new brew, and it looks pretty spicy. I'd almost go so far as to call it Eldrazi Post. Um, so reading right, it off, Aaron, Aaron Brew is like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this looks real cool. So we got four Ancient Tomb, three Cavern of Souls, four Cloud Post, 
Two Eldrazi Temple. Is that the one that taps for two if you're casting a creature costing five or more? Or what is no, that? No, it do? taps for one or it taps for two, and you can spend that mana only on, on Eldrazi spells or Eldrazi abilities. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Then Eye of Ugin, that's the land that fetches up Eldrazi for seven. Uh, colorless creatures. Oh, not even Eldrazi, just colorless. Ooh. Yeah. I fetched up Metal Workers with this before. Nice. I never realized that. Um, then we got four Glimmer Posts. Um, is that the multicolored land that you have to... Glimmer Post is, is the, the other Locust. locust oh, life. yes, the, the, the Game Life one. There we go. Uh, what is Sanctum of Ugin? It's the new land card that is a... It taps for one colorless mana. If you cast a color spell with Kavamer cost seven or greater, you may sacrifice Sanctum of Ugin. If you do, search your library for a colorless creature card where Kavamer costs seven or greater. Oh, okay, nice. And there's a tap for colorless... It taps for Colossus as well, yeah. Nice. And then rounding off for Vesuva, which is the clone <laughs> land. Uh, so it comes into play as a copy of uh, Target Land. And then yep. continuing my ignorance with these strange, strange read-me cards, uh, what is Conduit of Ruin? Conduit of Ruin is a six-mana Eldrazi creature. It is a 5-5. Five, five. When it comes into play, or no, when you cast it, um, you search the library for a colorless creature card with Caverna may cost seven or greater reveal it shuffle your library and put that card on top and so, then the first creature spell you cast each turn costs two less to cast so just more and more uh fetch me an Emercool. cool <laughs> uh fetch me a kozlak fetch me an ulumog yep so we got and he's one great of because if you have eye of ugin out it means your eldrazi spells cost four less to cast so now kozlak costs the same as a conduit of ruin your next turn when you draw it that's pretty good and then if you play multiple conduit of ruins you're just casting them for free yes actually um so we got one of each of Emercool, kozlak and ulumog you don't really need more than one i assume Yes, that's the new Ulamagasis' Hunger, not the old Ulamagasis. Oh, yes, yep, yep. And uh, what's Ruin Processor? Ruin Processor is the new um, Eldrazi Processor for 7 mana. It's 7-8, when you cast it, you may put a card an opponent owns from exile into that player's graveyard. If you do, you gain 5 life. <clears throat> okay. Um... So, this deck also, when we get a little further, you'll see it runs um, Titan's Presence, which is a 3-mana spell. You reveal a colorless creature from your hand. And you exile target creature if its power is less than or equal to the power of the revealed card. And how much does it cost? It costs... Titan's Present costs three to cast. Ruin Processor costs seven. So Ruin's Processor will trigger your Conduit of Ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, or your Sanctum's Ugins. And it's like a... It's a good way against aggro decks, whether they're exiling things or not. Like, okay. let's say, like, a deck with a Death Rate Shaman. Let's say they exile right. their own land to add a mana. Well, now that's a card, if it's an aggressive deck, like a four-color Delver list, that you can, you can return to your opponent's graveyard and gain five life, plus you have a 7-8 on the battlefield that can, like, stop any type of assault. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that. <clears throat> um, I wonder if there's almost as a separate deck a key combo with him and Swords to Plowshares. Well, it's um, certainly possible. Like, I have that green-white post list that I top-aided at the SCG Providence 5K earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I could easily see him in that and run Swords of Plowshares as some early removal. Yeah. And then uh, rounding out the creatures, we got Void Widower. He's also oh. another new one, isn't he? Yeah. He's, yes. He's one you of my favorites. You can't even. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, you can't even spell. Yeah, I love that they made that an official <laughs> ruling. <laughs> I made my day. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, the, is uh... he the one that you can't cast even? Even, Yep. And your spells. opponents can't block with creatures with even commander mana costs as well. Nice. I actually cracked oh. one of those in my fat pack uh, boosters. 
Yeah, that's sweet. They're like uh, so like a goyf can't be can't block like it's just fucking awesome. Well, yeah, just can't if be... you drop early enough, they just can't cast a goyf. Yeah, there is yep. a they lot. Can't. They just of can't cast a terminus, which can be a problem for mud. Yeah, or Eldrazi lists in general. Terminus is one of the few answers I'll answer Hammer for. It basically deals with ninety percent of creatures. <laughs> Um, it really does, yeah, though, and I really love much. Titan's Presence as a mud player because a real big problem I feel like I deal with is Delver. I The first removal spell I really have is um, 7 CMC, uh, what all am is, I thinking of? All, all is dust, dust yeah. which is crazy, like, having to wait till I have 7 mana. Like, sometimes that's not happening, especially because there's a lot of Delver lists that do run Wasteland. Yeah. And if I don't have out an early... Um, metal worker that can screw me, but I can make three mana on turn one, so that means even revealing a metal worker can kill an unflipped Delver. So you turn one, cast your Delver. My turn one, I go Ancient Tomb, Grim Monolith, Titan's Presence, revealing metal worker, and your Delver is dead. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, so going into the spells, the Hallmark All is Dust, which is the Colorless Wrath of God for seven that just destroys all colored permanents. Sacrifices. Oh, sacrifices, even better. So it gets around a destructible. And Mr. Moneybags running not one, but two Candelabra of Ta- Thanos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Had to. Yeah. Uh, I'd say that's why I'm dating him, but we bought those together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, two Crucible of Worlds, which I like. I, feel, I love Crucible of Worlds. That was like when I, right around... Uh, when I had been playing Magic for only a year or two, I remember distinctly with the Wizards website. I it was recent enough to Magic that I was still going to the Wizards.com website. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't know there was anything better. <laughs> but I remember voting in the contest that designed Crucible of Worlds. Um, so that card's always had a special place in my heart, and I, I really feel it should see more legacy play. Um, great... So Crystal Worlds in this list actually gives you two effects one you recur waste like lands that lot died to wasteland um two with sanctimugan which sacrifices when you cast that confirmment cost seven or greater it allows you to replay that cast your new seven or seven confirmment cost or greater spell and then replay it again and again so you can just chain large Mm -hmm. threats which is one of the issues that a lot of mud post decks have is drawing the next threat if that first threat gets forced or dazed or swords plowshared, what it have you. Right. It's also, I feel, you are very susceptible to Wasteland decks, so it's your insurance against Wasteland. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still three pithing on this when we get a little further. Yeah, but definitely nice to have that Crucible available. Oh, absolutely. Um, three Expedition Map, that's the artifact that fetches for lands. Three Pything Needle, you know, as we said... Probably targets you name are Wasteland, Caracas. Um, any any other big uh, targets for the Python Needles? Um, Python Needle can name majority of things. It can name like a Sensitive Divining Top, um, which actually in this list is a little tougher because mm-hmm. the next card is four of Sensitive Divining yeah. Top. <laughs> yep. um, but against Miracles, it can name Top to kind of nerf Miracles a little bit because it's going to hurt them more than you since you're already favored in that matchup. Um, against uh, other decks, it can name things like Jace, which, when you're in a top deck war, fate ceiling can be really rough for the deck because it doesn't have any top deck manipulation aside from pithing needle, and it doesn't have much in the way of like card draw. So you're not going to get through a Jace fate ceiling you consistently if you don't have a pithing needle active already. 
Um, and then I can also name like a Liliana, which is going to be the one random type of card that can actually control the board a little bit um, based on your large threats. Because like Lightning Bolt's not going to answer. Timer Wife's never going to trade with most of your creatures, things of that nature. So Pithenial can stop a light Liliana the Veil. Mm-hmm. Um, it can stop a Jace. It can stop a Pithenial in the Miracles matchup from finding that Terminus to bottom all your threats. Um, so Pithenial is just really all around a good card. It, uh, and obviously turn one... Um, Turn one, game one, you're probably just going to blind name Wasteland if you have it on the play, because it's almost always a solid name. Nice. And then we got the aforementioned Sensei's Dividing Top. That's kind of a given in these types of decks. You just need some way to uh, get good card selection so you don't draw dead. Um, The two Titans Presence we talked about before, that's the card that exiles a creature. Uh, Four Trinisphere, I bet that's pretty back-breaking against most Legacy decks. Oh, absolutely. And I almost feel like this guy should be up with the Eldrazi, but uh, two Ugin the Spirit Dragons. So two more win conditions hiding down there in the spell section. Absolutely. I've actually found that Ugin and Legacy, if you resolve, pretty much just means game over. Because even if they can't answer the Ugin, he's already, like, his minus effect has already answered enough of the board where you just don't lose from there usually. I don't think I've ever lost a game that I resolved an Ugin. I really need to get me some Ugins. When he got spoiled, I literally was like, I need that card. We pre-ordered, I think, a full playset. Oh, man. Uh, I want to brew with it. Oh, man. I just It makes me want to bring back Nick Fit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because of the Karn in your list? Yeah, because I was doing Nick Fit walkers with uh, Jace, Liliana, and Karn. But I almost wonder if Ugin might be a little better because that deck also likes running, uh, uh, what, what's it called? Pernicious Deed. Oh, yeah. I think because the deck runs Pernicious Deed, you probably don't need Ugin as much as Karn. Yeah, it's true. I just Because really Deed doesn't Ugin. hit opposing Planeswalkers, and that's what you probably want to hit with Karn. Right. Whereas with Ugin, it's going to hit your own Planeswalkers yeah, as well. I and know. it doesn't play well with Veteran Explorer, because Exiling Veteran Explorer does not get you all that value. I just want to play Ugin, Aaron. Just let me play Ugin. <laughs> He's a good party pooper. I just well, want to play Ugin. I will happily make sure you are miserable. And, don't get <laughs> and finally, three Voltaic Key. Are they just kind of uh, three more copies of Candelabra? Or are there other uses? So Voltaic Key kind of multitasks in this deck a little bit. It can play with Candelabra of Thanos, so you get multiple activations out of it. Um, also, for two mana, uh, Voltaic Key and Sensei's Divining Top is essentially one mana return top to your hand draw card. Because you can activate top to draw and then untap it and activate top to draw. And it's kind of like the repeal trick, where if you return top to your hand, you still get to draw that card off top, but it doesn't end up on top of your library. That really works? Um, yes, Whoa. absolutely. Wow. Repeal also draws you a card, though. Um, but using Voltaic Key, it ends up being the same mana, just colorless mana, mm-hmm. and it draws you a card and returns top to your hand, essentially. Gotcha. So it's a big, dirty trick. <laughs> yeah, so Voltaic Key plays that role in the deck in playing with Sensei's Fire Top and Candelabra Thanos. Um, it doesn't have much other of a role at the moment. There was I was playing around with Grim Monolith in the list still, but I, I wanted the list to go a little further away from artifacts and be less of mud, mud rather than more of just like a 12 post type of style um it could be correct just to play more lands in that slot but we haven't tested it really extensively yet um we're in the process of sleeping out the action nice well it definitely looks sick so if i start losing to you hand over fist what what deck should i sleeve up to counteract you um to counteract that deck that deck would probably lose pretty poorly to land style decks um because Pithing Needle on Wasteland is great in Finding Dandy, but if you can find your Dark Depths combo really quick, that deck doesn't have a whole lot of early 
interaction other than naming using Pedaniel to name uh, Thespian Sage. Though right. I have to say, if my opponent finds the Dark Depths combo or plays Dark Depths before they play Thespian Sage and they do it pretty late in the game, I love playing Vesuva to copy their Dark Depths, then actually make enough mana to make my own token. So <laughs> oh, I've only been hilarious. able to actually do that once with Mud Post, but it was the best day of my entire life. I, I just want to share that story. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Oh, and um, like most 12 Post decks, um, Burn is somewhat of an issue. That's what the uh, ruin processor ruin processor is in there for. Yeah, as well. Because if you can like exile like a Eidolon or a Goblin guy with a um, Titan's presence, and then go fetch up a ruin processor with Conduit Ruin next turn, cast a game five life. Usually that's enough to beat Burn, but Eidolon is actually probably terrible against this deck. I feel like you'd almost want them to keep Eidolon to take off their own life. I mean, I agree. I also think people think Burn is, like, the absolute worst matchup for Mud. People always are like, Burn, that's really rough. Honestly, with Trinisphere, it's really not as bad because they're casting maybe one spell a turn. And then the minute I drop Chalice on top of it, you cut off all their one-man spells. Or more importantly, I sometimes like to drop it at two because mm-hmm. shutting down um, Crisis of Progress is real big for me. Yeah. And then also dropping a Trinisphere, it, it makes the game much, much easier. I don't think it's really as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. Not that it's easy, but I feel like I don't lose to burn consistently. Nice, yeah. With a traditional list, that is. Well, my traditional list. (laughs) Yeah, I do feel this list is a little bit more susceptible to the fast clock decks because you don't have nearly as many ways to fetch up those glimmer posts, which I feel is going to be your best friend against, you know, decks with a fast clock. Well, most mud decks don't run expedition map. This one does because it's not running chalice maybe. Right, but I was so thinking. So you do have expedition map to fetch up your bone posts. You do, you do have the expedition, but I was thinking more of uh, crop rotation out of twelve posts. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, twelve posts has eight ways to find it, and that's what I always felt was the most frustrating playing like a Delver deck against twelve post, is you get them to like four life, and then they do like crop rotation, expedition map, crop rotation, and they're back up at eighteen. Yeah, that can be frustrating. I played Pox for a while, so I know that. Mm-hmm. I it's love like, oh, it. my 2 2 Nether Spirit's gonna get there. Nope, you just gained 10 life in a turn. Great. Yeah. Thank God yeah. for Show and Tell, Primeval Titan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, Pat, what we got What we got up next on the docket? Pat? He's left us. Kid's crying again. Uh, he just sent something in the chat. Oh, no, I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. I was, I was muted like an no. idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have. Um, youtube you did because i just saw the video that you sent out <laughs> and jerry it was 12 turns without flipping a delver and you had a bobbin play that entire time oh yeah um, and bob flipped a land every single time yep and you still didn't flip a delver because one turn you missed the trigger and drew a crows and grip yep Oh, uh, that's you why you didn't flip your Delver. Exactly. You're pulling on me, Jerry. <laughs> well, no, I kept like sitting there designing, like, is this the turn where I switch the stack, where I do Bob first, or I do Delver first and then Bob? And nope, I'm just like, no, it's the correct way to do it this way, because it gives less information. Um, and it bit me in the ass. <laughs> well, no, you so flipped I... the land of Bob, and then you drew a card. You slowed down, be like, oh, yeah, Delver trigger. Oh and yeah, your the, was like no, no, no. Yep, yeah. yeah. The first it was the, Dave Shields. Yeah, it was Dave Shields. I was playing against a uh, good player. I actually the round before beat Matt Costa playing the same uh, playing Miracles in a very similar uh, situation. Um, 
but yeah, Pat, Pat, you wanted to talk. Um, uh, how do you feel about these this new uh, promo so the card? New, yeah, the new Snapcaster Mage is given out for the uh, the RPTQs for next season for 2016. Um, so I wanted to talk to you guys about this because Jerry and I disagreed on the art. Um, it's ugly. I, thank you. It looks like all okay. the cons art that I couldn't stand. It is not my style. At first, I was really excited. I was like, yay, more diversity in magic. Like, the day my article came out to you, I think it was, that this car got spoiled. And then I realized, wait a minute, Snapcaster was already a diverse card. So they were <laughs> taking, they fight, they took an already diverse card and replaced it. Like, they're not increasing their quota right, so. at all. And the art is it's terrible. so bad. And you're in the losing party, Pat, because everyone I've talked to hates the art on this card. Okay, but can I can I let me just let me just say my piece on it first. Okay. So okay, so the I, I liked the old Snapcast I mean I have the old Snapcaster Mage. I like the art. It's cool. It's like kinda like that steampunky version from Innistrad. It's got like uh you know, oh, the guy's got like the the robot arm or whatever. It's it's fine. It's fine. Looks like Mega Man. Yeah, it, so you're he looks like Ken Jong. So you're switching out Ken Jong for LeVar Burton, which I like. <laughs> really, we're gonna go just, reading Rainbow with this? That's a strict upgrade. He's no LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton yeah. is far more handsome than that man. That I is, ran around that... with my headband over my eyes all of my childhood. Do not pretend that man is LeVar Burton to me. I walked around with my sister's headband over my eyes. <laughs> um, so here, here's what I like about the new Snapcaster R, and this is this is what I like about it. Snapcaster Mage has Flash. So the Snapcaster Mage from Innistrad, that art does not indicate Flash at all. It does not indicate that you can that he is a fast creature. In fact, it looks like he's slow as shit because he's got a giant metal arm. There's nothing in that art that, that to me, it, it's not evocative of something that has Flash. I like the fact that this dude is fucking sprinting. He's he got a giant, this card he's got a giant mana gun. Good. Nope. It's like... Oh look at me! I'm running. Okay, like okay, but but oh, that, that's Snapcaster just card. Snapcaster is a good, cool card. You know what screams good and cool to me? A freaking Robo Steampunk arm. Yeah, with <laughs> with he has a plasma think, gun. He's just like, look, I'm coming into play, and I'm gonna give that flashback. You don't know oh, when I'm gonna use it, oh. but I'm gonna use it sometime. Yeah, uh, Blam! Okay, blast you in the arm, face. A cannon arm doesn't get you back. A this guy is he is running into the heat of battle. And he is charging up a spell on his arm to throw it. Throw it no, he is running in to disappoint me. No, oh, I get, God. I get it for, I get it, Pat. So, it has, it has some flavor. I, I see your point. It's got points. so much flavor. That's it's still terrible art. It's so, still terrible art. <laughs> the art is amazing. It's amazing. No, it's ugly. Amazing. And the yeah. fact that I dislike it so much makes me like it even more, Jerry. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Maybe because I'm an artist, I'm picky, and I know what styles I like. Because I've actually been sitting here the whole time working on proxies for people to take to the journal extravaganza. But it looks like they took three or four separate images and did a bad job of photoshopping them together. Really and then does. someone was like, wait, I'm not done. And then took the spray paint tool and put a funny red line in the back. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like the way his, his like the uh, the leg that is up is shaded because it makes it look like um, have you seen like a silhouette like, almost. Have you seen it the makes bend it look like, like he has a leg cut off and then the background on him don't look like they mesh. No. Yeah. Like, it's like close up that, and I'm far away at the image, same time. I'm hoping that the image isn't doing the art justice. You know what I mean? Um, but I, 
I, I feel bad it... pooping all over this artist. Yeah, work. sorry, dude. But have you seen the the Bend It Like Snapcaster image where someone photoshopped in a soccer ball right underneath <laughs> his butt? First of all, first of all, number one, that guy is in no stand, no way to like like would he? Be able it to looks like the cover of the Bend It Like Beckham movie. No, it does not. That, is a, that, that is looks it's it it looks like a FIFA video game cover. That's like fifty tw- FIFA twenty sixteen. That is a that is a stretch of best, Jerry. I think you're I think you're grasping the straws here. Uh. No, I, I I like I agree. Like I really really like the original Snapcaster Mage art. I think it's really interesting. Um, but I just think this art speaks so much more to what the card actually does, and that's what I really like about it. I guess I like art that speaks to what the card does versus like art that just fucking looks cool. Like the original Snapcaster looks like a dude. From like the like the the eighteen hundreds, sitting for a portrait, like oh. You know why? You know why? Because it is a portrait. That's my biggest problem with the card is Snapcaster Mage is Diag is Diago. Um, that was his card that he designed. That's why he gets his image on it. Uh, and that's what I really dislike is that they're changing up all the invitational image cards to different art. I really think they should just have either kept the same art because those players earned it. Or if they're going to refresh the art, refresh the art with that person's image again. Because I think that would have been even cooler. That is that, that is like, fair. That's fair. I see your point, Pat, about wanting the card to like evoke what the card actually does. But it can do that and still look cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I, saying that it doesn't do that, Pat. It does do that. <laughs> I think, I think, so this, the other thing that I think about this that looks so cool is that, what is, what do you think is the most, like, most commonly snapback spell with Snapcaster Mage? Lightning. Yes, and that is exactly what he's got wrapped around his hand. He's 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 pulling that a lightning. That is not bolt. a lightning bolt. Dude, that is like it a is. cat toy laser. Like... That is. A... <laughs> uh, I think it's fantastic. I think the art too. I, I really do think that the um the scan that they have of this image is like even if you're looking at it like it's kind of like kind of blurry and out of focus. I think that when we see this card in real life, I think people are gonna like it even more. Yeah, I can see I that because it looks like bad 80s art it really really does you gotta give it a chance kate i can see that too pat because i remember when i first saw the expeditions i'm like yeah those don't really look that cool and then i saw them in real life and i'm like oh damn those are nice (laughs) i still don't think those look cool those i never came around to because i i'm never gonna get over the fact that they're not actually full art i'm always gonna be disappointed by that fact full art lands oh yeah they uh, are pretty poorly spatially designed but i never understood i I never really understood why they did that either it didn't make sense to me but i mean it is what it is the big the point what it is it's disappointing (laughs) yeah sure i mean yeah well you know what if you if you're if you're living my life you deal with disappointment every day so nothing oh The, the biggest point I heard against it is, if they can cr- uh, print cryptic commands with textless art, why do they need reminder text on, on fetch lands and chocolate? Like, if something is complicated, it's yeah, no, totally. commands. All right, as someone who just wrote that females in magic article, I can tell you there are some magic players out there, Jerry, that aren't too bright. I mean, you read my articles, <laughs> didn't you? That is true. That is true. So I'm looking at the old Snapcaster art. I just, I got an image to blow up. And, like, the background is kind of shitty. Like, that castle looks pretty, hey, hey, pretty done. Oh, my God. Hey, like, are you seriously hey, trying you to compare the a... background? Look at the background of the card you are loving on. And I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm looking at look a high res. Detail. I never I'm even look... realized that. Oh, there's a church in the background? I never even realized that was the thing. Oh, thank you for showing me how great this art is. Man. You probably didn't realize it because, it, like, spatially it doesn't look very good. 
I thought that was like I thought that was a painting looking at it on the card, but now that it's blown up, I see that's just a really far away distant background. And the and detail, the detail is astounding. It doesn't make <laughs> it doesn't make sense why he's wearing like those National Treasure glasses. I don't know why he's wearing that either. It's he's goddamn like, Innistrad. There are vampires and werewolves and angels and demons, and your problem is with his with glasses. <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. He's got like ancient artifacts on his face fucking plasma cannon on his arm there's a there's a cat it's just it just it's just nuts See, I, but i do, me, actually i do i do really like the art i'm just playing devil's advocate the one that literally just looks like a 10 minute bad photoshop job for the background like let's look at the background on the new snapcaster mage for a second okay, literally but... 20 minutes in photoshop it's like oh man all right well i've already drawn this guy and this art was due yesterday so quick i'll just paint this background and send it in and no one's gonna ask questions right they're gonna want to make me to revise it anyway so who cares and then for some reason they were like oh my god this is genius let's go with it it's fucking That's LeVar Burton. He's back. He's that back. is not LeVar Burton. Have you ever looked at LeVar Burton? Uh, every I have a every single day. <laughs> every day I wake up to LeVar Burton over my bed. Well, Pat, now I like you so much more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think the new art is, is I think it's, like I said, I think it evokes the uh, the flavor of the card. But I do I do actually genuinely enjoy the, the old Snapcaster art. Um, but the so new ones. You're just like for the new for the old Snapcaster art over the new one is that the old Snapcaster art he seems like he's very slow, whereas the new one he seems like he's very fast. Correct? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think the new one just is a bit more evocative of the card does. Even though yeah. he has a ninja staff. So perhaps it's not a ninja staff. It's, it's probably a walking stick. He's got all that armor <laughs> so, on. He's not quick. At it's a pimp game. It's well, if you look game. at the old art, it's like, hey, I'm already here. I'm waiting for you. What's up? I have Flash. Like, I'm here. The new one, he's still <laughs> running to get in the place. <laughs> So, he's not very fast. He's actually pretty slow compared to the old, you know? I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Yeah, he should be wearing, like, a white rabbit cloak. All right, well, so I'll start off. I, I want to skip you guys in. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's great to have you. Um, uh, thanks for, for, for writing those articles, Kate. I think they're really great. I really enjoy reading them. And uh, and Aaron for, uh, for fucking trouncing me the last time we played. Just, <laughs> like, I, I got one game in because you got mana screwed, but, like, the, the second two games, you just wiped the floor with me, so that was good. I want to scoop you guys in the top eight. Um, and I'll scoop in Adrian for having to cut out a little early um, and didn't tell anyone except on the chat. <laughs> so he was gone. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize uh, that. <laughs> he, he was trying. It was during our heated debate about the Snapcaster Mage art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get maybe, in the maybe he just didn't oh, care. Yeah. He couldn't get <laughs> a word in edgewise. <laughs> Sorry, Adrian. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it for me. Awesome. Uh, well, I also wanted to thank you guys for coming on. It was great uh, having you guys, and it's great. You know, I'm disappointed I'm not going to see you at the shop as often, but maybe we can uh, do some rescheduling. We can start hitting up uh, gaming, etc. on Tuesdays. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're planning on being there. My schedule's going to work out so that I can be there, mm-hmm. and uh, her schedule, I mean, she's off Tuesday, so shouldn't be an issue to be there. Yeah, it's on my way home from work, so I'd be really pumped about that. That'd be awesome. I'm only um, working three days a week right now, so I can work on altars. Hint, hint, listeners. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. Uh, and then also wanted to scoop in or uh, sell so for filling in for us when we lost that episode to the bowels of the internet. So thanks, 
Thanks for coming on last minute, man. Appreciate it. Even though you're wrong, everything. <laughs> can you imagine, like, the cast if it was just me talking for 45 minutes? <laughs> All of our listeners. No one would fucking come back ever. And welcome back to Pat's Ramblings. Well, I mean, certainly a lot of people would be posting about how they disagree about Snapcaster art. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, have you seen the Snapcaster art? It's amazing. It was actually really frustrating listening to the cast because I kept wanting to jump in as if we had we were recording live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sad sad man <laughs> just wanted to, we all that. yeah i just wanted to refute some refute some claims <laughs> who's claiming that you're not a sad sad man uh, uh... i just i want to go mother. give him a good yeah <laughs> well let me give him a good reality slap yeah, and for him for that i'll scoop in my mother as well <laughs> uh so, how, so how about you guys yeah that we want to scoop in yeah i scooped jerry in Ah, uh, thanks buddy Let's get my fish in. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a first. Haven't had that one, but okay. <laughs> hey, you're catching the night, buddy. Oh yeah. At least I beat out the fish. That's what I'm, that's what I'm happy. <laughs> um, I do want to say thank you to everybody who sent me messages because I have not caught up on that. I got so many messages after the article, and so many of them were like, "Thank you for sharing your story," or "You're amazing," and stuff like that, which made me. Um, very pink and confused and very happy. So I want to say thank you to all those people who I didn't get a chance to respond to. Um, does this get me out of sending thank you cards? Let's me be a little lazy. I'm going to hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to you guys. It's been awesome being on here and being able to chat with y'all. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's nice to talk about my brews to people that are more than just Kate. <laughs> <laughs> who just I usually rant here. on to her and she's like, Aaron. Uh-huh, okay, yeah, thanks. Oh, I yeah. got the first three times you told me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't have friends. I can't tell anyone else. <laughs> well, I'm like, uh huh, babe, that's great. Sure, uh huh. Nice. Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of, if anyone wants to contact you about your brews or Kate about, uh, do you do alter commissions as well? I do alter commissions. Yes. I, How do people uh, contact you? You have a Facebook page, right? I do. I have a Facebook and a Twitter. So my public Facebook is facebook.com dash alters by Kate. Um, I've just recently started updating it again, so I'm sorry it's a little dated. But it does have some pictures of my work on there. Um, I'm actually currently working on some Eternal Weekend proxies. Uh, I want to say RK Post style, but his work's so much better than mine, it feels very rude <laughs> saying that. Um, but that kind of quick jot outline with a permanent marker, it's a new... Uh, style for me, but someone asked me to do it, so I'm giving it a try. Um, and nice I stuff. also can be hit up on Twitter with my very strange screen name. Um, it's in French. I made it when I was 16. I'm very sorry, everybody, for picking the most obnoxious screen name you can think of. I it's B E A U T E C O U L I S S E S. It's French for backstage beauty from when I was working on Beauty and the Beast as a stage manager. Nice. <laughs> when I ever saw that, I just, for some reason, when I read it in my head, it's uh, the Butte Colossus. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, maybe it's a Dark Steel Colossus reference. He's a pretty good looking Colossus. <laughs> I actually am going to pretend that's the truth now. <laughs> It's not a French thing. It's a cool magic reference. Yes. The <laughs> giant thing that stomps your face in with infect. Good. It's fine. I like it. And uh, Aaron, what about you? I know you're kind of uh, 
get off my lawn sitting on your porch with your <laughs> shotgun style, but if anyone <laughs> dares to venture into uh, no man's land, how, how would they reach you? <laughs> so there's actually, I spend a decent amount of time on the Magic the Gathering forums. I spend a little bit of time on MTG The Source and MTG Salvation, mostly in like the control forums and legacy. Um, but if anyone needed to reach me otherwise... Just get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, do you want to share? Could probably find him through me if they did. Yeah. That's actually how um... I got in touch with Aaron. I just asked Kate. <laughs> yeah, I... it's like I know you, and I still go through Kate. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> um, so my username on those forums are my cat died. It's M Y K A T died D I D E D. I can't spell it. Clearly. Um, get off my lawn. <laughs> Good. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's my username. If you're ever cons- curious, I tend to talk about a lot of my brews with people on there. So if you ever want to go on there, kind of read through the forums that I go on and go back in time or just message me, that's perfectly fine. I actually have brewed the, my Blue White Death and Taxes list. I slightly brewed with another user that had actually experimented with a similar style. Um, his list is a little different than mine. He actually runs, like, four true names, things of that nature. But, um yeah, I wanted to stick more to like the traditional death and taxes shell as much as I could, but I spend a lot of time brewing on there with people. So I mean, if anyone wants to ever brew something together, I'm, by all means, message me on there, and you know, I'll happily work on something with someone. Sweet. Also, I respond to comments on my Hipsters of the Coast article for my Hope Eternal column. So if anyone for some reason can't find me, you can always just Google Hipsters of the Coast and read Hope Eternal and make a random comment on there. I. I try to respond to everyone, though the last article I wasn't as great about that. Uh, and yes, for listeners who are wondering, the name of uh, your article is The View From Here? Yes. Right. Yes. And, I'll, and I'll it's, sure. my articles were coming out on Tuesdays, by the way. I have moved my publish date to Fridays with my new job. So if people are wondering why my articles have been coming out on a weird schedule. That's why. And it's probably going to stay that way for a while. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you here. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, Pat, I hope you play us out with something funky fresh. I, I quite enjoyed last week's episode of Fetty Wap. Uh, that got oh, me nice. just banging my head driving home. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are a couple songs out there where it's, oh, better, you better hide your girlfriend, hide your wife, because oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going down. Fetty Wap is one of them. <laughs> and I know she'll be the death of me, at least we'll both be numb. And she'll always get the best of me, the worst is yet to come But at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young This I know, this I know She told me don't worry about it She told me don't worry no more We both know we can't go without it She told me you'll never When I'm with you But I love it But I love it Oh, I can feel my face when I'm